Alrighty, let's do this thing. Evie Matthews on the podcast. It's, I've, I've been waiting to have you on for a while now. All right, cowboy, let's get this going. <laughs> let's do this. I know you're a podcast master. All I love those podcasts. All those road trips where you're where you're staying up all night while me and Hayden were sleeping and you're listening to Joe Rogan, getting your MMA news. Got to get that M and A news in. I'm sleeping like a dog <laughs> on the floor because of Johnny. <laughs> I know. I always felt so bad because oh, when we were traveling, Evie's coaching us and he's bringing a, his air mattress along, and uh, we're sleeping. John's like, you can't have, you can't have any light in the room, any sound. He's got a sound machine going. He's taping up all the. <laughs> he's he, taping up all the lights. Yeah. Towels under the door. My charger can't be on because there's got a there's, that's a blue light. We literally, when he's sleeping, he's still complaining. It's ridiculous. I don't know how <laughs> he could just be still upset when he's sleeping at some sort of light that's sort of creeping through. <laughs> and then in the middle of the night, you're still up listening to podcasts on your phone, oh. and and you like do something, but you can't hear it. Can't. So we can hear. It. He's like heavy, <laughs> and you can't hear him even. No, heavy. Hey, you're making noise. Like, oh, all right, sorry. I had to make sure I uh, took the ice out of my water bottle. <laughs> that was the worst. He hated that too. What you about got ice in, in his? Um, Evie would have ice in his uh, hydro flask. Yes. So it'd be like jingling around <laughs> after John goes through all that trouble of making the room sound and light proof. <laughs> you remember in uh, Germany? Where we went out and, you know, we did something fun <laughs> after the tournament. But it was so smoky in that bar. Like, it was disgusting. You just, I remember, I remember. Oh, yeah. No, he would lost his mind. <laughs> you dealt with it. I'm like, I got to take a shower. This is, I can't sleep like a dog, one on the floor, and then be smelling like that smoke. It was like... Everybody was smoking in there, and he lost his mind. I'm like, the tournament's over. Give me a break. Like, it smelled so bad. I'm like, I didn't want the room to smell. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're back at midnight, one in the morning, and John's been sleeping for two hours. <laughs> Evie goes in the bathroom, starts showering. I thought it was fine. It was just waking fuming. Me <laughs> yeah, we oh. got too many stories with that guy. Dude, man. we've had some good times on the road, for sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wanted to, uh, just to fill all the um, all the peeps in on kind of your story from the very beginning. I've, I've heard bits and pieces of it, but I haven't heard it in a chronological order. What's like, because you're Canadian, yep. originally from Canada, yep. a hockey player. Absolutely. Friends with uh, Rocky. Rocky Thompson. Rocky Thompson, the big NHL fighter. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and then somehow you became a beach sport athlete, a beach volleyball player, which volleyball is not all that big in Canada, or at least it no, wasn't when you started. Not really. Yeah. And beaches aren't big in Canada. No. no. So how the heck did you become one of the premier beach volleyball coaches in the world? Uh, thank you, premier. <laughs> um, I started out, uh, well, I was obviously playing hockey, and then there's in hockey there's usually an off-season. And in that off-season... Ben Saxon's dad opened a volleyball club and uh, it had beach volleyball courts. Mm -hmm. Nobody played. There's indoor, I'm assuming. In, in, yeah, it was <laughs> indoor. Yeah. And uh, it was really cold, actually. <laughs> the heat wouldn't be on all night. Oh, and we'd gosh. be the first group going in the morning and the heaters would always break. They have heaters underneath the sand. 
Wow. But yeah, we weren't paying him enough, so he never turned them on. So, uh, of course. Yeah, we yeah. had like winter coats and just, it was Parker's on. It was gnarly. But I went and played, and I was like, well, I hated it the first day because I kept taping balls. I couldn't, I was, I've always been short. So I was mm-hmm. like, damn. And then uh, I went back a second day, and I was like, dang. Like, you can be mindful in this sport. Like, it's not... I liked indoor. Like, I played indoor. I was a setter. Went to college with Casey Jennings. We won a state championship. Not trying to speed up, but um, I just... uh, I was playing indoor, but I... uh, I kind of realized, man, this is kind of a cool sport. And in the summertime... There was, uh, it was called Sylvan Lake, which that's where Kamer. <laughs> Kamer. He literally is like, he lives in Red Deer. Came Shalk. Came Shalk, yeah. Right. I, there's a reserve. I, I always joke about it, but he does, he's not from the reserve, but I always <laughs> make him feel like he is. Um, but uh, I was on the provincial, or on our, uh, we, you, call, you guys call them states. In Canada, they're provinces. Right. So I was on the provincial team. And me and my best friend, Mike Funk, I think you met him once. Awesome guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, best guy in the world. He had 12 years old, though. His dad would pull him out of school to work for his construction company. Big six foot six dude. Just, I always felt bad for him. I'd ride him so hard at practice, <laughs> and he'd be walking in with like steel toe boots on, paint all over him. I'm just picturing you bringing that, that hockey mentality to beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, yeah. if you guys have ever seen. Every run of practice, he definitely brings it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like to. So, uh, but yeah, we started going and playing beach volleyball at this lake. And I was like, man, this is, I really like this. This is for me. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. We ended up actually, um, we met, it sounds funny, met two girls um, when we were playing on a Saturday. And I was on the provincial team, like trying to start, trying to go to nationals. And him and this other girl, they liked each other, and we went back to their campsite <laughs> just to like have a, a barbecue. Right. We didn't realize you weren't supposed to park in this one area, and yeah, the truck got towed, got kicked off the team, and I just looked at him and went, "Man, I guess I'm playing beach volleyball, <laughs> no more indoor." <laughs> so then there it just kind of yeah, it took off, and I got a couple opportunities. I went to Brazil. I trained there for three years in the off season, which was um, amazing because yeah. I and got were to you. Train- were you with, uh, like, representing the Canadian national team at all? You yeah. just went on your own? Yeah, no, I was representing the national team, but it was a, it was a weird situation because Heeson Child had just taken a third in the, uh, at the Olympics, right. which is huge in 96, so I really looked up to them. But then the Conrad and Jody were our number two team, which me and my partner ended up beating them. And so we thought, awesome, we're going to get all this funding, right. and it wasn't that. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, uh, no, you guys are from Calgary, and we want to keep them. And they went to the Pan Am Games. They had already gone to the Olympics, took a nine. So I think they wanted to keep pushing them because mm-hmm. they were still like in their prime. So I was like, oh, shoot. OK, well, I'm already kind of going down to Brazil, which is great. Like I've been training really hard there. Played with Aaron Kandu for a little while. I'm like, the AVP makes more sense. This guy, Brian Gatsky, right. like, geez, before your time, he played with Ingenio for a while, took some thirds. And he was playing back in the day when there's 26 tournaments on mm-hmm. the AVP. And then they go down to. Australia surf for the offseason, come back, play. He was Sounds the, great. yeah, he was <laughs> like the, they were in the number 16 team and they made s- almost 70,000. Okay. It yeah. Was, it was like, yeah, better exactly. than today. Like, it's a lot that's, better. <laughs> that's why better than the number one team today. I know. <laughs> I know like <laughs> on the AVP alone. Yeah. So I just kept, yeah, I just kept going for it. And I was lucky too, because 
with Je- Casey Jennings and I, um, Scotty Lane is another guy, really cool you guy. You guys went to junior college together. Junior college right? before you went to BI- BYU. And I, that was... Uh, 96, 97. What school again? Uh, Golden West College. Golden West, got it. Yeah. Orange County. In Orange County, yeah. So, I mean, we were, we'd have practice, like, um, Ed Ratlich's brother was actually there, but a lot of the guys from Long Beach State would come practice too. Mm-hmm. Brian Lewis from the, who's an awesome beach volleyball. Like, we just had super intense practices indoor, and then we'd go to the beach, and we'd mm-hmm. cr- just, me and Casey, obviously, at that time, uh, we didn't I could get along. see you're. Uh, you didn't get along. No, no, I no. could totally see. No, that. yeah, we we definitely. Well, Your we're hockey pretty... mentality mixed with his like Vegas yeah, yeah. guy coming. I mean, I only know Casey nowadays, but I can only imagine back in the day. You know. Yeah, we. Who brought it up the other day? We yeah we we got almost got close enough to go to blows. Just too many people jumped in at a practice, and uh, both of us. Uh, <laughs> We were on ice for the rest. We both I had to get out of practice, and they had to make a decision. Are they going to keep us? <laughs> and then how did it turn into playing full-time on the AVP? It just made sense to my partner from Canada. He was struggling because we didn't have the funding. So at that time, you know, we were in the qualifiers, and we weren't we, – it was hard to, to get in because right. we are always playing the top team or yeah. one of the top teams. And this is when the tour was very stacked. It, it was, yeah. It and cool. the, it the was, domestic the, tour was very strong. Guys didn't even have to play internationally because they could make money mm-hmm. here. Exactly. But when you went overseas, like, there were some really tough draws when you don't have any points. Mm-hmm. You know, John was playing with Chip at the time. Like, they weren't qualifying every time. And, and even for them, it was like, oh, gosh, everyone's eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's in one room. Totally. But, uh yeah, so I started focusing more on the AVP uh, because it just made more sense, and I wanted to stay down here, and I wanted to go to school down here mm-hmm. and try to just start making a living. And then how did it progress? Obviously, you played for a while, um, even until I got to play you once. Uh, don't, bring, <laughs> don't bring that up, okay? I had to bring it up, but <laughs> I will. <laughs> you obviously weren't uh, even playing at the time. I didn't just pulled you out. I was in Vegas for my for Mike, my best friend had his bachelor, and I was and he called me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I for sure have to fly out to New York. <laughs> That's a good segue, actually. So Hayden and Sean Scott were like in one of their last events they were playing together before Sean retired. Yeah, Sean's back went out, so they called Evie. Oh yeah, my one of my first pro tournaments ever. I went over to the East Coast and I drew the one seed, which was John Hyden and Sean Scott but with a medical substitute. So it was Evie and John Hyden. Luckily, Hyden was at the net. Evie's in the back. <laughs> and Evie had just come from Vegas. <laughs> Literally. Me and Jeff Carlson had uh, oh, basically the best win of our careers because we got to take down the one seed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, luckily, I never got to play you, or I never had to play you or Hyden after that. So I'm uh, undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had to go through... Um, Oh my gosh, I felt so bad because you know John. He's gonna be oh what the heck? <laughs> yeah, we had to play Tim the Bombgrins. We had to play them. Oh, yeah. We had to go through that Brazilian dude that Adam picked up that like took oh, a yeah, third yeah, in the yeah. world. So I'm like, this is just keeps getting worse. Right. Um, Steve was playing with uh, and uh, what's Grotowski, right? Yeah, Grotowski. Yeah, was playing with uh, the Skyball. Um, oh yeah, Adrian. Adrian. Um, like, yeah, our our draw just got worse from there. But we <laughs> we made it back all the way to when I literally was cramping up so bad. Right. <laughs> I couldn't keep. I did. Keep I mean, going, it was but, impressive. Anyway, you ended up, I think, getting a seventh or something yeah, in a one-off yeah, event, yeah. playing with Hyden blocking. And yeah. <laughs> obviously, I know for certain he never wants to be at the night, even if I'm 
like 10 yards off the back of the court. He's like, get up there. I'm no, like, you want to just go for this one? He, he never no. s- seems to want to set well either, <laughs> yeah. too. <but> well, <laughs> just hitting to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and Evie can give John a lot of shit because uh, they're obviously very close friends. And uh, that's the next thing I wanted to ask about was Hayden. And how did that kind of... Uh, what's the story behind that relationship developing? Obviously, yeah. you guys trained together, yep. and then it turned into you co- helping coach practices, and then you ended up traveling full-time on tour once John uh, picked me up, mm-hmm. and then uh, we had the nice little trio running around the world there for a little while. We did. I switched from Delta and went with United. I'm like, this is way better traveling. Which <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Except we did miss a couple flights by We accident. did, yeah. Oh, my God. Our travel <laughs> stories. I'll tell one story. One of them, me and... So Hayden would go on his own. He travels in a different airline. Of course. And then uh, me and Evie would travel together. And uh, we're, we're not the thinkers of, of the trio, I think. I think Hayden was the thinker. So he'd leave us internationally, and uh, it'd be kind of a shit show from there. One time, me and Evie are sprinting. Like, our names are getting oh. called. We're, he's just dripping sweat. We're running <laughs> upstairs, like, getting all these, through all these places. And I think it was Germany. Yep. And we get to the... Uh, Going to Cincinnati? Yeah, we get to the gate. That was fun. And we're like, oh my God, we made it. Thank God. I give the lady my ticket. I walk through. And you let that <laughs> And I'm like, close. boom. I, <laughs> I sit. I go on the plane, sit down. I'm like, oh, I didn't see Evie walk through. He must have sat ahead of me, you know? <laughs> so he hasn't passed me. Like, legit four hours into the flight. I'm like, oh, wonder where he's at. Like, I'm, not, I'm just going to go walk around. I walk around the plane like four times. Like, all right, wait, I cannot find him. And we got to the plane together. We made it. Yeah. Like, where, where the hell could he be? Is he in the bathroom the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> the whole flight happens. I land and I check my phone. Evie didn't make the flight. Somehow he's a foot behind me. A foot. We sprinted to the gate and they closed it behind me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was because I have a green card. So when we went to check in, they said, oh, you have a green card, sir? I'm like, yeah, I got, that's fine. Can we get your address? I'm like, my address, yeah. And then I see the door close with you thinking, oh, obviously they'll open it I up. I had no idea. I just freaking went straight tunnel oh, yeah. vision. I got in my seat. I started walking. They're like, well, it's against the law for us to open this door. I said, no, really. I just <laughs> opened the door up. This is ridiculous. <laughs> the plane's still here. I was with that guy you just saw. So right. We ran up literally together. Literally together. Side by side. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, and we were going to Cincinnati to have the, the AVB, F, or AVP, FIVB, right, right, right. whatever. Yeah. I literally had to stay there another day. Yeah. <laughs> they would not like, let We me. ran to that plane together, and I didn't see Evie for another day. <laughs> and every, t- like... Four out of ten flights that we took together, they lost his bag. <laughs> they lost every my, time. It was brutal that <laughs> so year. So bad. We went and then in guitar, that was John's fault. We, oh, what happened? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many. We literally were getting ready to leave guitar because you want to get out of guitar. And Doha. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we get all the way through, and all of a sudden, John, his ticket, it's like a yeah, that weird beeping, and this stuff happens all the time, right? And then I go through another one, and they let me kind of walk through. And then John goes, wait. And I just heard him say, wait. So I turned. We left the next day. Remember, we had to go back and get a hotel oh, room. Yeah. <laughs> we were. I'm like, we went all the way through. And then, because yeah, we, we had went, visas, it, they, were, they didn't want to. I'm like, right. what are we going to do? We left our hotel. We took the <laughs> shuttle to the airport, which is, is actually kind of far in yeah. Qatar. Yeah. We, went, we waited in security. 
went yep. through security, waited for our flight, and then at the gate they told us, "Oh, your guys, um, <laughs> you your flight's tomorrow." <laughs> We're like, "How did we make it all the way here without anyone telling us that yeah, our flight's was, not for another day?" And it's like one of those places where you wouldn't think that would happen. So yeah, then we spent over an hour and a half trying to figure out, well, where we're gonna stay overnight. Yeah, can we go back? And then we ended up the at visa, that that hookah bar, or hookah, hookah bar. lounge, or whatever <laughs> in Qatar, having having the the workers tell us stories about. How they're on working visas and, and yeah, and be, that whole crazy. And before craziness. that tournament, um, John didn't want to drive because his back wasn't doing good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was so tragic at practice. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's back. right. And then we get there, and it's the deepest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we had to play Latvia, and we almost beat them too. Yeah, it, it was the weirdest thing playing at night too, huh? Like we tried to go out during the day. But yeah, because it's so hot during the day. We, they have us playing at night, and that's really a nice facility they have out there in Qatar. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a good beach volleyball facility. Yeah, and you also mentioned um, we mentioned Haydn's back. Yeah. Like, that's just one little piece of the story. Like, people don't realize what that guy has done to be able to play at 46 years old now. Yeah. Like, it's, it takes a lot of, of work just to be playing, period. You have to put in more work as you get older, and you get the same, similar results, you know, in terms of what you're getting out of your body. Where do you, where do you think that kind of comes from? And, and obviously, you know, Hayden, some of Haydn's secrets, because you trained with his trainer, first of all, we should talk about our trainer, my trainer right Your now. Trainer too. Um, and what you guys are doing on the court. Because you've been on the court with John for, what, 15 years now? Yeah. Evie's at pra- been at practice, almost all the practices. And then you were full-time coaching on the world tour. Uh, you've been his full-time coach and mine before I got sick for, what, four years now? Five yeah. years traveling? What's kind of the the philosophy of the team and and what's kind of the secret to success with John Hyden? We're going to pause real quick for a word from our sponsors who keep the show moving. We are incredibly grateful for all of our sponsors and all of you, the listeners who keep the show moving and keep moving us forward. Couldn't do it without you. Um, And now it's, it's nuts that how fast the AVP season went by, but since it is over now, it is probably time that you re-upped on your volleyballs. I know that mine have turned to a kind of brownish yellow color, so I know it's time for me to re-up on my volleyballs. I'm sure it is time for you to as well. So go to wilsonvolleyball.com, use the discount code WILSONSAND to get 20% off of all purchases at wilsonvolleyball.com. This show is also brought to you, as always, by our guys at VolleyballMag.com. They are your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. They got indoor covered. They got beach covered, whether it's from Stad to Hermosa Beach. Ed Chan has the best pictures in the game. Lee Feinswag has the most insightful interviews. Every now and then, I contribute something that might be worthless, might be worthwhile reading. I'm not sure, but if you're looking for volleyball news, make sure to go to VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. We would also like to welcome Volley Camp Hermosa as a new sponsor of the show. If you're listening, you've probably heard of Volley Camp Hermosa. It is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. Whether you are planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, California, the mecca of beach volleyball, or live locally, they have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they offer week-long adult training camps that are the complete beach volleyball experience. 
If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can take their weekly classes and or private training. All levels are welcome, from A to AAA to open. Sign up online at www.volleycamphermosa.com. I'll say that one more time, www.volleycamphermosa.com. Or for more information, you can just give them a call. It is 234-PLAY-VCH. Or you can email them. Info at volleycamphermosa.com. We will see you guys on the sand. And of course, we always love our sponsors at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com because if your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out our online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. We all know that you beach volleyball players need to put that oodles of prize money somewhere. You might as well start it with Pacific Coast Wealth Management. So when you get to the site, click on their link, build your financial plan here, and work with a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss everything from 401ks, IRAs, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as a lot of stuff that beach volleyball players genuinely don't know a whole lot about, which is why we need the help with our guys at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their their employees, partners or themselves, you can give them a call too. Or 529 College Savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know that you can give 15000 a year to your kid? I know when I was a kid, I wouldn't have minded that. Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or you can give them a call, 949-637-7052. Again, that is 949-637-7052. A lot of the listeners of the show are professional athletes, and as we all know, you cannot have enough recovery, which is why the show is also brought to you by our good friends at FireflyRecovery.com. So what Firefly Recovery is, it is a wearable device that simulates blood flow throughout the damaged or sore or afflicted area, say a knee. And what you do, you just strap it on and it helps you recover much faster. So when you are on that 12-hour flight to Stad or a 36-hour trip to South Africa, you can put this on and you're not going to get that super sore, kind of swollen feeling that you get after you fly on planes. Actually, you can make your plane you can make your trip productive by putting on Firefly Recovery, helping heal up that area, getting off and you're going to be playing the best volleyball of your life. So give them a visit at fireflyrecovery.com. Let us know what you think and use the discount code sandcast in all caps for a 10% off all right that is sandcast all caps for 10% off at fireflyrecovery.com and now back to the show I, uh, mindset which you kind of been trying you, to learn no i think you have learned it look at how, look at the success you're having now mm-hmm. um, he got really lucky so just to go back just for a second i end up having five knee surgeries and at that time, I just started uh, helping Sean and him. And then he was getting to the point where like, geez, man, like, you don't want to have even more. Why don't you just start coaching? Right. Uh, and I, and I love Sean, you know, mm-hmm. he's a good guy too. And I started just Sean going, Scott, Sean Scott. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I'm always saying first names. No, I'm sure people know. I just remind yeah, it's a few that might not. So I, uh, and obviously they're having a ton of success. Right. I was there for the first time that finally someone beat Phil and Nick, or right. sorry, Phil and Todd. <laughs> so yep. he's just saying Nick now. But uh, I uh, I kind of had to change my rules a little bit, you know, like I was pushing, pushing, pushing. 
and realizing it was probably time for me to maybe take another uh, different step in a different direction kind of mm -hmm. thing. But um, I love his mindset. Like, he, you know how he is. He's, he can be tough to deal with at times, but you know when you show up to practice with him, it's, it's, we're all in. It's, oh, yeah. We're all in. It's, there's no BS. Um, he's efficient. It's, he's super he's, efficient. Yep. You know? Even with his conversations that we're having, we're here at the beach for a purpose. We're going to get it done, and then we're going to get the hell off the sand. And we're, exactly. And I'm going to mm -hmm. go do rehab to make sure that I'm ready for my next practice. Yeah. And that's where, like... I feel like, man, when he got a hold of you, it was at such a young age, so that was super impressive for you guys to go win a Grand Slam your first, like, I mean, yeah, that was sick, right? And right. that changed your world. like Yeah, well, that's, I mean, what an opportunity for, for a kid like me uh, coming off of playing indoors, but, like, I knew I was good at beach, and I just was fully, like, an open sponge, and then I come into it, and I get to partner with the guy who is, first of all, willing to give me every you know, every little bit of knowledge, yeah. which he's not willing to give everybody. No, he hates all that. that. Even he doesn't like sharing. Yeah, he doesn't he like sharing because, but he invested a lot in me uh, and I was willing to absorb it all. And that was, it was a crazy good opportunity for someone like me at the time. Yeah. And the, the one cool thing, like when he first started to even like when I was playing against them and um, the broad jump and the coming from indoor, he yeah. really, he, I, I really believe that, uh, before Cantor Lowe's, yeah, like he evolved the game. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he started running stuff that's like, wait, what? Right. Like the Brazilians still don't want to really run that. Right. You know what I mean? And he probably is going to be mad. I'm even talking about that, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty easy to see the way he kind of plays. And most of the, it's totally the hard part about it is, you know, it's going to happen, but it's still super hard to deal with. It's like yeah. you, like I, I see you even playing with Trevor, the way you open up when he's digging anything on the right, you're yeah. already doing. You're my, already a, a play. My body is still trained to play with Hayden, so I'm opening up stuff. But you yeah. don't realize how difficult. It's not just that Hayden knows the timing and the has the touch for it. Like he, it's a really difficult ball to place. Just period. Yeah, you know, like to. It's like setting when you're. We're talking. I'm talking about the the on two ball. The on two ball. Right. Yeah. The option, and. uh not many teams in the world are, are able to... I don't think anyone can set the on-two ball like Hayden. No. And I feel like through. I'm going back to being a middle hitter in yes. indoors because I used to play that where your arms up, loaded, and, and the setter is just throwing it right in your wheelhouse and you're just unloading and chopping snap, snap, away, snap, yeah. snapping. That's why with Ryan, too, it worked well because he doesn't really have a big arm swing. Right. Anyone that has a fast arm swing can usually get on it. Mm -hmm. Like, Sean was a little bit more stiff, so he kind of needed a little more time, but as long as it went through, he could just slap yeah. it down. Sean, yeah, Sean, I, f I feel like Sean was a player that I, like, looked at his game, especially once I got picked up by Hyde, and I was like... And we wanted you I got to watch Sean it. Scott. Yeah, yeah. and... and Hayden described the blocking game to me from Sean Scott. You block uh, like Sean. Point of view, kind of. You know, he's like, he wouldn't be like, this is how you block and like watch me do it because he obviously wasn't doing it. Right. And he knew that, but he would be like, this is what Sean did. This is what I had Sean. This is what Sean would say. He described most blocking like that to me in the first year or so. Yep. And that really helped me. Um, yeah, you, Come along. you don't realize how much Hayden knows about blocking. Oh, he knows a ton. He knows yeah, a ton yeah. from standing behind it, sitting He'll behind it. There's a reason why we, we do a ton of blocking drills. Right. And I'll, I'm usually on the box, mm -hmm. or if he thinks that I need to watch more, he'll go on the box. Right. But there's a certain way of paying attention to it instead of just, okay, five blocks line, five blocks angle. Right. Like, 
you know, and then the good thing about you and, and Sean too, is being mindful. So we can run more plays. you you guys both move laterally, you both got strong mm-hmm. arms, you both finish well, you know, just like, aware of, of like what, what options are out there and right. able to, able to have options. You know, some, some teams have, are a little bit more single track one, you know, like, they got, well, they're like yeah. Oh, this situation, we have to do this. Whereas right. like, that style of play is like there's always an option. Like there should all yeah, and right? the, and it's situational volleyball. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna make a, right? you know we're gonna make a play, but all of a sudden if they pass is shanked, all bets are off. Okay, what's the play that we're doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are we adjusting for on that? You know, certain guys, someone like Jake takes different sets, so we might be serving them a certain way, right. but we might need to switch it up. But you need to be mindful within that play to know that you are switching it up, John is 100% knowing that set. Right. You know, you guys were... That's something I really liked, I think. Um, like, playing for you it was, like, you you have, obviously... First of all, like, nobody can remember a ga- game plan and, like, people's tendencies from, like, the last, like, 15 years <laughs> off the top of their head. Gamer always talks I, about that, I'm too. I'm, like, I don't remember anything. You'd tell me <laughs> stuff, like, remember that play you did? This is, like, an hour after the match. You know that play you did at, at like, 15, 13, and it was this, this? I'm, like, um... I don't really remember that one. (laughs) Well, you did it. Okay. But, uh, what was I going to say? It was like having that kind of, uh, coaching where you can tell me tendencies and, and almost exactly what people's game plans are going to be. But then also at the end of the day, be like, but you have the green light to like, that's not going to happen every time. This is beach volleyball at the highest level. These guys are training to see what you're doing and then adjust to it. Right. Our job is to make them adjust, and then once they adjust to something that they're not as comfortable with, then we create points there. Right. And I think some teams get really caught up on the game plan. Oh, that was the game plan. Oh, we lost because the game plan didn't work. Yeah. Well, why'd you stay on the game plan? Like, our game plan was to make them adjust, and then you adjust. That's what you do at the highest level. You both... If if your team if the other team doesn't adjust back, they're probably not a world tour team. Right. Right. And I love that you guys, you you're as a coach, are open minded enough to be like, yeah, don't stick with it. I'm telling you, tendencies what they're gonna do in certain situations. Maybe you get one point out of it, but that's one big point. Yeah, and that changes games and it changes momentum. Like mm-hmm. um, a prime example this year, I love you know the nice thing about the AVPs is you get to sit in the box. Yeah, you know, and I have a relationship with John where, you know, I it's just completely. I've been traveling like most people don't know like for 15 years we carpooled together every day yeah you guys speak the language yeah each other's language so much time together right like more even robin and my wife were like you guys spend more time together (laughs) like because i was going to mikhail's as well too robin's Um, getting jealous yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh he's got his oh my god i could tell you so many stories of course i'd be trying to get to the beach as fast as i can but Mm -hmm. of course john to save money for gas (laughs) his is on autopilot and it's got to be right there he drives the hybrid yeah drives the hybrid if robin gets in the car I got to hear it about the next day because she's like, she stepped on that gas too hard. And now my, <laughs> now my gas mileage is going down. I'm like, John, by like what? Like 35 cents or like a dollar? He's the um, ultimate efficient. He's a human hybrid. Oh, he's a human Everything hybrid, Everything yeah. he does Sean said, efficient. I've never saved so much money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great for me too. I know. <laughs> yeah, there is good parts about it. Um, but anyways, getting back to, what, where was I? Um, I mean, we are just kind of going along with your touch base on like kind of your coaching strategy how it's evolved obviously we talked oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. you've spent no. a lot of time with Hayden he's been a big part of your 
evolvement as a player into a coach, and then now you've coached him. Yeah. Where has your your coaching strategy, like, as a whole, and you're well, obviously, just to let people know, you're kind of taking on a bigger coaching role in the volleyball community. We'll talk about it after, but you have, like, a whole group of people that are right coming after you now and trying to get some of that knowledge. But what's kind of your philosophy these days? I think because I can admit that I, I for sure made mistakes and I've you and I hold on I as a player I held on to things way too long and I just didn't enjoy the game enough so as a coach I'm I'm really trying my hardest um I had Brandy Wilkerson Heather Bensley they just won the last two FIVBs by yeah, the way and abs- best blocker of the year and best last defender. year and best defender of the year the year that you coached them right yeah so I love them. Congrats I, on that. Thanks, man. Yeah, just texted them both to say congrats for winning again. Again. <laughs> um, Brandy's beast mode. And Heather, she's she's dynamite back there too. But uh, it, I had to transition. Uh, obviously, coaching girls too is a little bit different than coaching guys. Mm-hmm. But um, what game or what kind of, you know, not everyone, like a Nick Lucina can't run plays like John. Right. So I kind of tried to figure out what's the bet, like uh, Billy Kowinski. Um, they've had a little bit of success. I took them to the 1440 in right. San Jose. And uh, how can I help your side out game be more efficient? How can I put you in a better situation to make you feel more comfortable? You know, how and figuring out when you work with different players, you figure out like Miles. Miles is one of those guys too. Like, guy's super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but he might he might forget something I said to him five seconds ago. Right. Yeah. So how That's do I, how do I get through to him? How do I figure out, how can I, because you can't really change people. It's, right. it's uh, the one thing I really love about Brandy and uh, Heather hated it. We'd go into games and I always say, you got to have fun. She's like, what are you talking? Shut up. I'm right. Like, I don't want to hear that. I'm like, you have to enjoy the process. You have right. to enjoy the good plays. It creates momentum, mm-hmm. you know? And on the guy's side, it's a little bit different. Like you'll be like, lo- John, you play with him. He's not going to slap be, your hand. I'll be smiling. You'll you be, know? and well, that's you, what's crazy about Beach too, and like probably frustrating to coach. I mean, coaches have to coach sometimes a football team. It's like seventy mm-hmm. people or something with all different personalities. But Beach is like your your team is fifty fifty. Yep. Like those two players could be polar opposites, which Heather was literally oh. polar opposite of her last partner, Sarah Pavin. Yep. Polar opposite. Right. And and there you go. And then it ends it ends kind of bad. Like and that's okay, like if you are, but then you have to figure out a way to deal with it. And the mm-hmm. best thing I think with Brandy what happened too is uh, she got to play with Nicole Branna and I got to train her for a little bit. I think she's a beast too. Um she's had an awesome career. Right. Her and Elaine Young. I, I mean Olympians. Were, what's that? Olympians. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and she's just she's a baller. She's kind of like John back there because she's taller, so right. she's pretty efficient when she gets digs. Look, they both went to two finals with Brandy, but yeah. I think for Heather, I've never talked to her about it. But Brandy, when she came to the AVP and played those events, I mean, her smile just lit up the beach. Oh yeah. And for Nicole, that was that was fun, mm-hmm. and they lit it up. Mm-hmm. And I think for Heather, she watched any of it. I think she realized too, like. Man, I gotta enjoy this maybe a little bit more because she's starting to enjoy it more. They're starting. To, I always right. used to be like, ah, oh, you don't have to clap seventeen times and do the three different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, da, 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 There's da. a difference between like high energy and just authentic energy, and Authent- just letting your authentic, real yeah. energy out rather than trying to create something that's fake. Because right, no matter how, if it's fake at all, it's it's not gonna work. It's not gonna it's not work. Real energy, right? Right. And, and everyone and is every, a little- the cl- crowd can feel that. Your partner, especially, who's the person you're trying to rub off on the most, you know, rub off that energy on the most. Yeah. They can feel that. 
It's about allowing yourself to release that positive energy rather than like, like what you said earlier, how you used to be like, and I did too. You, you've seen me evolve through many stages, I'm sure. Yeah. But like where you're just trying to be so serious and focused that you're not enjoying the game. You're not enjoying And yeah. that takes you out of it. It does. And then it just, then the bad plays seem like so much worse. Mm-hmm. I, I remember so many times driving, and that was the hard part with, for me, I was always playing with guys that work 70 hour weeks, like Scotty Hill, love them to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to pull going, Sean and uh, John, who are obviously at that time crushing it, right. like 19 or 22 right. events. And I'd drive home with John, like, God damn it, I made that mistake. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah. did it. And he's like, dude, you're playing Sean and I, and you're playing with the dude that's going to work, work until like 11 at night. And you just think that you're going to like, you should just win every point. Like, I'm like, well, that's my mindset. Like, damn, right. I made those three mistakes. He's like, I... I don't even remember the three mistakes you made. Of course, John doesn't remember any mistakes he never <laughs> right. makes too. Which is why he's so but great. That's why, exactly. And yeah. I was like, and I never, and now as a coach, I'm always trying to, of course, you know, and that's where if you take the game the right way, like you take it serious and there's going to be some mistakes made. Mm-hmm. You got you to be mindful, right? We can't be, uh, I, I remember like going into practice sometimes with some people and they're forgetting what, we're halfway through a drill and they're forgetting what we're doing. It's like, mm. dang, you got to be focused on this. Right. Do you know, because then totally. you're, it's going to be wishy-washy and, and same as Monday mornings, you know, you know, Sean had broken hips, so he had to go a little slower. You know, John's going to be super efficient. He's going to get there 30 minutes early. He's going right. to be warm. It's eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. He wants to go. So I think just having that right mindset. And for me as a coach now, it's been awesome not having John here for a little bit because it's forced me to work with people that are less of players than him. Right. So can I, is there a way I can maybe make a Billy Kalinsky, you know, run through Billy and Ryan, Casey and right. Pedro, um, Reed and... Jeremy. And Jeremy, and mm-hmm. he's not as athletic as any of them, and that's right. no. But he's no, making the most of it. That's by not no far. disrespect. Oh, I love him. Yeah, yeah. That's no disrespect to him whatsoever. I people it, are calling him the big fundamental now. He because you wouldn't think he. Uh, he's, it's kind of misleading when you look at his game. It's not. He's obviously a big, thick, strong dude. Mm-hmm. He has some touch, but it's like a little rigid, you know? Yep. Everything's a little it's rigid. A little rid- yeah. And you could tell he didn't maybe grow up playing the game, like since he didn't. Like me and Trevor that was playing when he since didn't we were grow up. kids. No. Yeah, he gets on right. a runway and you're like, I don't think that plane's taking off. But man, he's get he's getting it done. No, even he, at the world it, tour it, level. I, yeah, I'm super. Uh, it's been fun to kind of work with him, and I think Miles is really maturing too, man. Miles, like he, Miles is game. Well, he's a natural player. He's like, I feel like he's more of like how I can relate to it since he's been playing since he's a kid he just hasn't played at the highest level so now he's getting to hear stuff from guys like you and and he's getting it's all about experience right you got to go you got to go lose first yeah yeah. maybe some freaks in the world don't don't go lose first and win right away but But usually you have to go put in that time and and lose to the best to be able to beat the best kind of thing and I think he's getting that experience and Miles is going to be He's going to be dangerous uh, He's t- man, right now he, and especially in the next quad. Yeah, he runs down balls pretty, and he digs the hard driven pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now it's just him keeping that like locked in mind. Like it, he needs a little bit more John and a little like meaning. <laughs> Every, uh, everyone needs a little bit of that. Yeah, I always tell him, I'm like, I don't need the cute shot. Right. Get rid of that, please. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just I take care of business. Let's right. get out of that play and let's try to create more money. Like the flashy, the flashy oh, shot. Oh, yeah. He like, tries to go from certain extreme things sometimes, and it's just like, it's too much. Right. You know what I mean? If like, it's there, take it. Yeah, for And the sure. play, let's get out of here. Next one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. be mindful. It's like you getting you get bad sets. You make a really smart shot. You've got the nasty cut shot over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All wrist away. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's been fun to coach other people and try to figure out um, how to make them better. Who are a few uh, other players you've been coaching? Um, so Bill, Billy and Miles, obviously, uh, Kamer, um, Tracy and Avery. I started working with them. They're a younger team. I didn't mm-hmm. really know, know them all that well. Right. Um, Bobby Jacobs, um, Mike Bogue. And I had Mike and Mike Bogue and Del Sol. They qualified the first time, and then Bobby and him got to be together. Yeah, so these they are co- all different levels. Like, people almost all, just beginning I mean. the pro game. Yeah. So, yeah, that must be interesting It's for you. cool. Like, even, and then you also had, you say you get out there a few times with Casey Jennings these I'm, days? I got to, jeez, excuse my language. Yeah, I have pretty much every day he wants to get out. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm, with him, uh, I'm not, with him not, full time. Not going toe-to-toe anymore. No, no, no. It's, yeah, we get along a little bit better. <laughs> right. He likes me still hitting that nitro, but <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, you know what? Good for him to like, he's made a comeback, meaning like he's, totally. he got himself into good shape. He's taking care of himself. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of pressure with their tour too. Like totally. a, there's more things going on, you know? Yeah. Very impressive to say the least. Another uh, thing I think a lot of people, I actually want to get him on the podcast, but um a lot of people hear about the legend of Mikhail Jenkins and the black hole. The black hole this is, prime this time. This is uh, John Hyden's trainer that he met years ago, and he swears by him and you know, says that that was kind of the changing point in his career. Yeah. Um, and then he got Evie in there and a few other athletes in there over the years. And Hard then I came along, and John, it was like basically first day. He's like, all right, man. All right, kid. Yep. Let's, uh, let's give this a shot. Um, he made you he, do acting he, classes. Like, he made a, you scream. No, well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, uh, John basically was like, you're going to want to come with me. Like, yeah. Come up to the valley. Meet me here. And yeah, first day I'm in there. Mikhail's like in my face. Like tell him, I'm like, I remember I was leaning on, you know, I was trying to put on a good show, like show this guy I'm in shape and can lift and all that. Yep. He wants to break you down that first one. 100%. Like see what you're made of and see how you're going to react. Yeah. Uh, to adversity, like right off the bat. And with a guy you don't know who's going to be in your face, like screaming at you. And I remember I was like, I was pretty tired, like, but trying to like hold it together. Yeah. I got this. I got this. And (laughs) And I was leaning on his treadmill. Oh, no leaning, no sitting. I was like, he's like, why are you leaning? You tired? (laughs) I was just like touching. I was like, oh no, I'm not. And then like later I'm like somehow like leaning on something else. Like, what are you doing? Why are you tired? Let's go. Get back up. I'm like, I'm not tired. I don't know. <laughs> He's just trying to test me, and I didn't realize that in the beginning. He was trying to see what I was made of. Yeah. And he won't let anyone in his gym that's that's not uh, no. cut from the right cloth. Right. But what was, how was your experience it's with him? A, yeah, it was, it's a tryout. Um, John obviously got me in because Robin was the first one to meet him, and he liked my right. hockey mentality. <laughs> just mm-hmm. I was... You know, he told me to do 30 reps of something with John. I did 35. Right. And he's going, what? Uh, and John's like, dude, we don't have to do 30. Just do 30. Right. Of course, he's not. John's going to do the exact he's, amount. He is. And he's like, you always do more. You don't need to do that. Like, just you try to go too hard, blah, blah, um, But, uh, yeah, we kind of hit it. Like, I didn't. It's crazy because you get there. You know, he might have a do-rag on. His jeans might mm-hmm. be underneath his butt. And you're just right. like, what the hell? <laughs> but he looks like Terrell Owens. He's, he's 50 <laughs> years old. You're like, holy right. shit, I got to listen to this. Yeah. And then there's bands everywhere. And yep. it's just it's just not your normal. You're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you might not even pick up a dumbbell for the it's first hour. It's not like the normal gym. It's, it's some guy's garage in the valley. Yeah. Who's and, from 
what? Where is he from originally? New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's 105. In the football culture and, and all he, that. Yeah, and he exactly had the football culture, has that track background. 105 degrees, and he's rubbing heat and on he's you. Putting he's, cap, like, oh, he's putting cap on He's putting a little you. tight today. He's like, all oh. right, try this. He has me freaking <laughs> legit, like, about to cry. Yep. And he won't let you, by the way. No. <laughs> like, I was, one time I was just like, he put it all over my legs because I said my legs were hot, yeah. were sore. Mm. Don't tell him something sore unless you want him to light it up. Yeah, and then he's going to flush it out, oh too. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, and he'll deep tissue massage it. He had me about to cry, and I was, I, I'm like telling him, all right, just tell me that I couldn't stop moving. If I stopped moving, my brain could yeah. feel the heat too much. Mm. So I'm like, do the 10 <laughs> reps, and I'd go like run out on the street and be like, all right, are we ready? Like my rest would be me yeah. running around you on running the street around. like a crazy guy. Yeah. I'd run back in, and they're just laughing at me. Hayden's like loving it. Once it's on your back too, and then he takes you to the ground to do core, you're like, oh, no. Bro. Oh, yeah, Please, exactly. No. Please, no. <laughs> this is not going to be good. He just, it, it's crazy because um, in every profession, like if you, you, there's levels. Right. And he's that, it's, it's hard to explain, like it, uh, it's easy for me to explain, it's easy for you to explain, but just even from the breathing. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't ever go to other gyms and you start to breathe like him, like he, no. he just, but it's, un- he gets every little ounce out of you, he finds mm-hmm. a way to, you know, when John hurt himself, his calf, he was on crutches, he was on crutches because he couldn't probably walk, it's just, okay, uh, you're off it, you're not using it, there's no other tournament, so we're going to we're going to mold this thing back together so it's right. 110 like he takes every precaution and he must have had like i always you know i've told him many times it's amazing your knowledge but like you had you must have had an amazing mentor cuz right. you can't just make that stuff up Mm-mm. do you know what yeah, i mean yeah it's amazing like how knowledgeable he is and Super. how on top of not just like sports science and nutrition and mm-hmm. all that stuff like how it used to be, but like the most up-to-date stuff, stuff that hasn't come out yet, that hasn't trended yet. He's five years ahead of it. So the trends are happening, and I'm seeing it. Hayden always told me about this. Right. But now I'm seeing it. I'm like, I see like this TB12, Tom Brady's thing come out. I'm like, this is exactly what We've been doing that for a decade. Yeah, this is exactly what he preaches. And then there's a a bunch of other stuff that's been coming out. I'm just like, this stuff is, and I'm reading like Kobe Bryant books and like, you know, all this stuff from whatever the elites around about breath work. I'm doing Tai Chi and all this. Nice. I come back and I'm like, Mikel's already been teaching me all he's this already stuff. Been doing like, all, he's yeah. so on top of it. It's yeah. unbelievable. And then, but it's humbling at the same time. Or it's like, it's humbling in the sense that you get to walk into someone's, he doesn't want someone's house in their backyard and their gym with his kid practicing and other kids are doing homework Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need like that perfect med ball. He's got duct tape around his med yeah, balls, med, and like oh, yeah. I just like that because it's like kind of the way I grew up. It reminds me of like when I was just a little kid, like oh, I want to be an athlete, and I'm just doing workouts in my gym in my driveway. Like I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but right. you know, it just takes you back to like you don't need that huge gym. You don't need no because I go and work out at USA now, and I'm like this is unbelievable. But I'm like I just want to go. Be in Mikel's garage. You want to go to, I know. You know, isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's just that, yeah, the mentality. And when and you know, when you show up, it's not one of those you're in and out. It's like a family like, too. In it there. is like, oh yeah. And we, and it's, like you haven't in, been in there in years, probably right now, no. and you're still texting with them, calling them. Call, like, yeah. 
I welcome know. anytime kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. A couple times I'm like, I got to come back with Try. I've been missing yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love him. He's like, I, he's like a brother too, you know, mm-hmm. like, and he, uh, he wants it really bad for you because right. of what you've gone through. He wants it really bad for John. And yeah. that's where my loyalty, like, that's not to kind of segue into that, but giving up, I had Brandy mm-hmm. and Heather, like I was saying, and then I had came and, uh, Ben right. they ended up going different ways and came has a U.S. passport. So he wants to play for the U.S. and right. open his, uh, options up even right. more. But that broke my heart, man, because like, I, I love, I love came. I'm glad I'm still working with him. Love and, Brandy and, and Canada, of course you get to coach for, and, well, yeah, it wasn't be, for like being Canadian. Yeah, Canadian obviously, players. I, yeah. Like I, I, it was awesome. Like when it happened, I was like, Holy, this is great. Um, it totally broke my heart to have to make a decision with USA Volleyball saying, Hey, you can't stick with both. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, my loyalty, I live here. You know, the rest of my family's American Brandy and Heather kind of going bouncing back and forth. What do I do? You know, like I wish I never had to make that decision it is what it is but the most important part is they're succeeding you know and hopefully john is going to be able to come back now for right. cav and kind of yeah. the hard part is you guys might be playing each other too it's i like, know but it, my records want to know i didn't want to have to uh, <laughs> mess with that <laughs> but um, that's okay man I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you man that's thank you that's a huge feat yeah it's been uh it's crazy that last time i played before this year was back when we were in toronto when we got the bronze it seems like a while ago, huh? Dude, you you were balling against Phil and Nick. <laughs> yeah, we we owed him one, we like owe. you were talking about the other day. You got, Phil you, and Nick smashed us in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah, <laughs> nothing was working. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was that was one of those matches where it's just like, well, it, I'm in Phil's doghouse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the box. But I, mean, I learned a lot from that match actually, and I, we had talked about it. I was like, what what was happening? Like I I couldn't tell, and and. I think something you were talking to me about was um, like timing. Phil's timing was perfect on the ball, and yeah. I kept going with like a similar set. You're so trying to do the push set, yeah. Literally taking almost everything. Yeah, right. You, exactly, because you kind of and I didn't you, bring different tempos. I right, just kept going go at him because I mean it was working the rest of the tournament. Right. But yeah, I didn't go around the back like you said. Come to the middle, yeah. And just, then the next match, like after getting smashed and absolutely owned by them. Uh, we were able to turn it around. So, I mean, that says a lot about, like, our ability to um, take a loss as mm-hmm. a positive. Take the positives out yeah. of it and learn from it. And that's hard to do. Sometimes you get, like, when teams are beating you by, like, 21-10 or 21-11, it's hard to have that mindset. To Is be, that what yeah, the score was? Jeez. Yeah, it was. Good p- thing I'm good at forgetting. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad. And in a yeah. final, too. AVP championship final. <laughs> Good thing I, know, I got uh, short-term memory loss. Uh, it got so bad. I'm like, I don't even know if we should call a timeout here. Let's just get this first game over and <laughs> yeah. done with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? It, one thing that happened, like uh, 14-12, John with playing against Ryan and Billy in the Hermosa ABP, he, it was a super long rally, and normally he doesn't do this, but he had a he cracked it uh, from the left side, and he hit it out by like two inches. So then it was a fourteen twelve. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was a super long rally. I thought, you know, That's so right. I stood up and let him. I said, "Hey, let's, let's make sure we take a time out here. Let's just relax." And he was swearing and just, you could tell that he felt like that was I, we needed was it. it. Yeah, yeah, we kind of needed it. And I told him we definitely don't need it because there's a freeze for one. We've been here many, many, many times. 
Um, we had just tried to double up on Billy. I think that and you're started, a point scoring team, right? We're a point scoring like, team. We're going to score best block, by far the best block at that event. At that, yeah, um, maybe on the tour the whole year. One hundred percent. Yeah, we'll he see was, at the banquet this week who gets best blocker. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but then you have Hyde in the back, who's one of the best read defenders in the world. Yeah, and I said, you know what? It's it's one side out. I know one hundred percent we can score points. Do you know what I mean? But we got to make them think. We got to make them uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. the, you know how some te- some guys are just when they're comfortable, it's unbelievable. And then when they're uncomfortable, it's like, oh, we really got a chance, right? You know. And Billy ended up hitting a line shot out by like a millimeter, which was you know mm-hmm. it's too bad for him. But then we made those points right after that. So you know he's he's definitely being around him, being around Mikhail. They're very they're, there's certain steps they take, and they like that I take certain steps. Watching a ton of video. Right. Wondering what people do in the morning in their first match, what what they do after timeouts, mm-hmm. how they play at the beginning of games, how they play in the middle, um, how they play at the end of game. Like, there's a lot of little things you can right. start to pick up. Some guys aren't morning. Like Brandy hates. She has to play at eight a.m. Anyone in the world can beat her. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. No, she did just hate it. And I said, well, you got to be more of a professional, Brandy. Right. Like, come on, like you're the best blocker in the world. Like that can't be an excuse anymore. Right. And she's taking it even more serious. So. Right. Yeah, I think that having them, and as you can contest too, like they're good people to be around. Sometimes, you know, Mikhail's definitely hard, um, and John can be hard, but yeah, they just want to get the most out of everything they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and shoot. you're doing the same thing right now. Yeah, I'm trying to learn a lot, and every time I leave that gym, I feel like I've learned something or, or I've gotten better. Yeah. Not not just in a volleyball sense, but like. The stuff that we're talking about in the gym, there's quotes on the walls. There's Tons there's of quotes. diet yep. stuff on the walls. You know, it's just an inspirational place. And I think yep. the more time you can spend inspired, the more you time or the more you can uh, change. You know, because right. that's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to learn evolve. and change ourselves and evolve a little by little. Yep. And being in that environment where you have the only people he lets well, in are the ones that are there to be inspired, to learn, to work hard. Every time you go to the gym, you're you're getting better as an athlete, and that's outside of what you're doing on the sand. And that's also why I think you, with Mikhail, he he makes you become more efficient. Like when I, I was jacked up, I was I thought I had to be bigger because mm-hmm. I was short, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm going to bring you down to 170." I'm like, "170? Jeez, I'm fairly lean. I'm 195 <laughs> right now." You were like, ripped back in the day. He. <laughs> And he's like, well, you, do you want to have another knee surgery? I'm like, no, but 170, holy crap. Yeah, like so stuff like that, spinach. exactly. <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, and I, and I mean, I got down to 178, I look like a skeleton. But then you see Took guys like LeBron and like all these mm-hmm. athletes adopting that d- after. Yeah. After that, he's been preaching this the whole time. He Pre- took a ton of weight off Hayden. ton of weight like off, 10, yeah. 15 pounds right when he got off indoors. Yep. Uh, and now LeBron like got all skinny because he's you like, saw. yeah, I want to play forever. Yep. I'll just lighten up. I don't need all this extra power and weight. It's true. I think even uh, Jake and Casey kind of got on that. Jake and for Casey a little while. got Remember? real skinny yeah. during the Olympics. Yeah. Well, during the Olympics, like yeah. they kind of switched it up too. Mm-hmm. I, it's important where you it's an what an eight ounce ball, and as long as you're doing the right stuff it in the football. gym, you're gonna it ain't football. Mm-hmm. So we want to stay light on our feet. Do you know what I mean? And that's what John, that's one of the, it's got to be his biggest, he just, he moves so well. Like, it's so yeah. easy for him to step close. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? His oh, footwork is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And and has, I don't think people realize how much volleyball specific training he's yeah. doing in the gym. That be footwork sports isn't yeah. just what he's doing at practice. That's him applying it. 
I know. But I he's see working some people on those doing like footwork in the gym with bands or with resistance, right. you know. So that footwork becomes automatic, yep. habitual in his in his body. He doesn't have to think about it he anymore. Doesn't have to think about it. But other people are trying to like copy him. Watch video on John Hyden and what he's doing. He's he's creating these habits in his body and then he's repeating them efficiently. He's not going out like ninety percent of the volleyball community does. Oh, let's just go play. You know, let's just yeah. play and whatever. Let's go hit high lines. Well, Hayden will never hit high lines at practice without a target. Right. Like hit the spot. Don't go hit a high line somewhere. That's probably one of the biggest things I learned from you guys is like do everything with a purpose. Right. You know? And and like yeah, now put, I hit high lines and there's no box there. I'm like put the tails down. Like give me a give me a target. Like yeah. I want to hit something. I want to hit it. Hitting a crappy high line on the world tour, if it's four feet off the line, it's gonna get dug. Yep. Versus one that's in the corner that's gonna spread the court out for the defender so much and it's gonna open up your cut, it's gonna open up your jumbo, your heat. It's, it's true. the difference between and, winning by five and losing by five. Getting that extra, it just adds that extra little bit of stress to, mm-hmm. you know, going around the world. He's got to be the, I don't know anyone that ever beats him at that flip and drill. Oh, around the world. Yeah. yeah. Where you got to hit each target. You're, yeah. And you got to hit each target three or five times, however right. much you say. It's, and whoever gets to the end. Yeah. You hit well, the we don't line, say wins, cut, but, but we're all trying to beat hide into the end. Right. He, yeah, he just like, runs. Boom, boom, he boom, just throws boom. darts. Five, it's like, five. dang, this yeah. is br- like, I know. it's crazy. But that, you know, that's his mindset right there. Mm-hmm. Is kind of thing. Well, if I can do this, um, if you want me to hit three of this, three of this, three of this, it's nine. Why well, must I do it in nine? Right. Yeah. Which of course, if I it's do it in ten, to, then I wasted a jump. I wasted a jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to waste my shoulder. But yeah. that's that's how his whole life is. Like we were talking about him driving in the car, him in the gym. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm like you in the gym where I'm like doing like. Oh crap! I lost count, so I'm just gonna do four more do couple, or yeah. until someone tells me to stop. And Hayden's just like staring at me, like you did 35. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you were counting you and me. He's like, yeah. And like, at practice, right. you know, too, he always gets upset at me. He's like, your count's off. Like he's always counting. We're not. I'm like, our brains don't work like that. Where we I'm can like, just count and focus on the drill at the totally. same time. It's hard I'm like, to- just the drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but no we've all been blessed to like to work with prime time that's yeah. awesome that you still mm-hmm. go up there yeah because uh i think that that throughout your career now like as you're getting more and more healthy i think that's a big part of why john he's been able to play longer it's just you know totally. what I mean? like he's kind of he's extended his career it's kind of like tom brady too like he's extending his career because he's doing things the right way mm-hmm. you, you don't look at him and go oh my god this is a pure athlete you don't look at john and be like holy crap he's jacked yeah He's not jack. Yeah, he's super light. You know what I mean. He's not but jumping like he used to, but he's still getting it done. He's still getting it done. He's yeah. finding ways with the way that his what his body's giving him. He's finding ways to to adapt and change his game to work at the highest level, no matter what. Yeah, and that's an important part for all of us. Is how can I? I got to find a way to be more efficient on the on the when I'm side note or when I'm playing defense. It seems like, I mean, obviously you've now kind of adopted that and and a lot of people are coming to you now to kind of be able to tap into that that kind of thing that you and John have built over the years you've kind of been associated with him and his success and it seems like a lot of people are kind of coming at you um what's what are your thoughts like on where the game's going and honestly from my perspective you kind of have a a hand in that because a lot of people are coming to you and looking to you like whoa you you were a part of this evolution with Haydn and, and, you know, all your teams with Saxton and, and now Brandy and Heather when 
they became the best players in the world, arguably, um, under you. Where's kind of the evolution of the sport going in your mind? Yeah, it's a good point. It's going to, yeah, it was one thing I always tell Brandy is if they give you a chance, I want you going on too. And everyone knows that I'm not telling secrets or anything like mm-hmm. that. And Heather, anytime you got a chance, put her in a good position. Right. And that's what, you know, working with John and we've figured out even when he was back to Sean, I think the game is starting to speed up because you don't want to have mole front in you. Right. Right. If we could. The athletes are getting more freakish. They're getting freakish. Yeah. I and mean, you're just, the percentages are going to go down a little bit more when you're one, two, three in the ball. So mm-hmm. I think getting more and more comfortable with spreading your offense. Like Cantor Loziak did it for a while. Like, right. I don't know what you remember in Brazil, that one tournament, it was like. Whoa. That was like the beginning of it where they were just on I mean, and running anything they wanted. Yeah. Like John spreads the offense, but he doesn't jump set. He's right. never been a hand setter. Right. And I think the teams that can hand set and can be athletic, I think that. That's you're going to start to see more of that. Even yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. Oh, I remember the guy from Mexico, the right sider. I loved it when they ran it. Um, he fakes going around the front, and yeah. he literally and they set it back. Right, Oops. right. It's it's just like that's fun. That's the I, one when I in China and I was like sprinting my butt off sprinting. and somehow like <laughs> yeah like twisted my hands and got a block to Dude, the back that, of the cart. That was a great match because they were on fire and we just. You were playing so well, even against Spain in the final. That you're bombing your serve. I know. I and then that serve Adrian back. and Alex, remember that in that torrential downpour? Yep. Oh my God, that's when they were playing really well too. We yeah. ran through like you guys ran through some teams that were playing really yeah. good. Man, we but, played some good ball in in 2016. That's off topic, but we played no. some really good ball in 2016. And looking back on it, I'm like, man. Because Hayden had that back injury in the beginning of the year. So yep. it took him a few events took to him get a little bit. going. And I was so anxious and like, yeah. you know, what they call horny to, to yep. like get out there and like prove myself. You wanted myself to rock and roll. And like, Let's well, you went with Burek too because right. you wanted to play. I went to, to Brazil with Burek and I was playing and I got a lot of reps that off season, reps <laughs> with you guys. And my oh, yeah, serve, right? We were doing a lot of stuff before practice with yeah. location and arm swing with the serve. We spent a lot of time, you and I, doing I was playing. That? I, th- that I think whip. that's the best ball I, I was playing of my career at that point. But then Hayden came into it hurt. So, and we knew it. We had to give him a... Like, any other athlete probably would have cut the whole season. The way... It, he couldn't walk he at couldn't one point. Walk. Nobody knows that. Yeah, how He that? literally couldn't walk. He was stuck on the floor at home while I was in Brazil. And he somehow, with our trainer and the way he eats and treats himself, 24-7 rehab on himself, got himself back to playing. But nobody knows how bad he was. And I was, was playing bad. the best ball in my career. And by the, I think by the time he came into his midseason form, his good form, I was getting a little tired because I was trying extra no, hard. No, you were trying to jump serve, crush serve. Yeah. You were trying to do so much. And then by the end of the year, we hadn't been able to catch Jake and Casey. We yeah. were right behind him. And then Which we, we really were coming into our still for the Olympics. Well, we were, we're yeah, we qualified. I know that's still hard to swallow. Yeah, but at that point, at the end of the season, we were playing some of our best ball because I had kind of gone through a little dip while John was playing well. So as a team, we dipped a little. Yeah, and then post Olympic qualification, we were coming into our own. own. So it really sucked to see. Jake and Casey and Phil and Nick at the Olympics. I know when we felt like we were playing our best ball of, our, of the year. And we were able to luckily go prove that at the World Tour Finals after the Olympics. But I remember that season very clearly. I, was I like, know, that was oh. tough, man. I remember being uh, in Moscow with you, like almost in tears. And yeah, that was. We were sitting at the bar right afterwards. Yep. And it was just like, damn, that I was. I know. 
and I got my red card. And you go. Oh. <laughs> we had like a I brought that up the other day. Twenty-five minute timeout. Twenty-five minute timeout. You tried to rip that net down so bad, but then it's so funny. You had that to switch the net out, and I got fined like a few thousand. Twenty-five. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be twenty-five hundred, and they brought it down a little yeah. or something. I went to. I went to what? We went and got a ninth. Made fifty-five hundred bucks. Got fined twenty-five hundred. Like, remember, oh, Allison <laughs> served. Two plays later, served it, and that's what broke the net. Mm-hmm. Like hit it was like ta- it, it, he hit the tape. Yeah, and it was like, well, that's not really your fault. But yeah, it's the mammoths. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, that was funny. Um, and then, all right, I don't want to keep you too long. No, no, I know no. you got to get back to your. You didn't fam. bring up uh, Austria. Oh when yeah, I, when I showed all you guys up on the water. Oh man, we've had so many good stories. <laughs> Austria, I could not get up. Austria, Jeez, and, that was uh, hard. I couldn't believe Trevor got up because he, I, he doesn't look like he's the water guy like you, yeah. but he actually got up. No, nah, he's a. I mean, he grew up around the ocean. No, we right, both right, grew right. up out here, so he knows how to, how to get up on a board. But um, yeah, that was probably one of the funniest things. I I gotta. I have a video on Instagram Sarah about was, it. Maybe I should repost Sarah that. Sarah Hughes was there too, wasn't she? She got it. I was the last per It was so embarrassing. I was like, get me some skates. Get me on some ice. Yeah, he's like, freeze this lake up yeah, and I'll freeze kill this it. Up, so we're in yeah. Austria clogging for the I'm, most famous event everybody's <laughs> wanted to go to over the years. And uh, Red Bull takes us out on their boat and we get to all wake surf. And we're Dude, doing it. So cool. Evie's all amped. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. In his hockey mentality, <laughs> yelling. And... Uh, we go out and he's he's like <laughs> trying to get up but getting like dragged underwater. Forgetting there's to let water, go of the rope. There's water going in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> like choking on water and I'm trying to film just like dying laughing. I should post that video. You should post that. I'll and post remember it on you the got, yeah, you Sandcast put your feet Instagram. on there, but they don't they don't slide into anything. You're like, get your yeah, hips so up. It's not I'm wakeboarding. Like, I'm in water, dude. I can't get my <laughs> hips up. I'm sinking. Dude. Go. And then I go on just boop. <laughs> oh, you're in and out, in and out. They got the music playing for you. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. So good. <laughs> I'm throwing up a little Instagram right now, actually, over Sandcast with Evie Matthews. Nice. Um, all right. Lastly, what was I going to ask? Let me check my notes here. Mm-hmm. Who, is, who is the top team in your mind next year, men and women? Or, or like a breakout team, like something something breakout. that people might not expect, um, or and who will, will probably end up as the top? Yeah, being completely. Yeah, it's do hard you think? To be do you think honest. on the men's side? Okay, on the men's side, do you think Norway is going to have as dominant of a year now that they have a target on your back? The way they. Mole obviously is just he's he gets up big. Like, and if you're going to be continuing to play on hard pack surfaces like he's going to be tough but Sorm he moves into so many plays so easily mm-hmm. that they just give themselves so many opportunities to make plays yeah you know and Nick and Phil obviously Nick has to side out at such a high level and against a guy like Mole or like the bigger block even Poland now like mm-hmm. or even Nikolai Lupa like he really has to be on his game and if Phil's kind of like you know not 100% all the time like they're I feel like the game is changing a little bit. Like even with you and Trevor, like the smaller blocks are kind of coming back and they're making big, like, I, I don't know where Evandro went with mm-hmm. Andre and Allison. Like it's helping that there isn't as many crazy big guys. Right. But I feel like, yeah, they've definitely going to have a target on their back, but because of how young they are, I don't know if they still play dumb and just keep rolling. Right. Do you know what I mean? And not really yeah. overthink it. Right. Um, totally. You know, a team like, 
you know, you see Sarah and Melissa. They had a really good year last year, and then this year it wasn't as good. Right. But the, you know, they had a target on their back too. But it's now, hard to stay at the top. That's a whole nother challenge, you know. Because getting there is one thing, but to stay there is an entirely new class and level. It like is. A lot of people can go touch it. Yep. But can you stay there? And can you stay there for that? Because you have a target on your back. And just the psychological part of it is, is a whole different story. That's why I was impressed with you and Trevor, because you guys want to beat Spain twice. Not, John hasn't team even that, beaten them. That's a team, yeah, me and Haydn could never beat. No, and that team, you watch them like the day before a tournament, three days before, t- like those guys are bounced. Like they just They're are just always so bringing it. Solid. Yeah. They're always bringing it. It's, it's just... They never get smashed. No. The only They're, reason, like, you know, we in China... You you just you were doing anything and everything. We win game one because you were just crushing your serve. Game two, you're still trying to crush it too. Yeah. But when you're not crushing it, they're putting themselves in a really good situation. You know, like he's hitting super side high on the machines. left side out machines. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the right side are moving it around. But I think on the guys' side, I think that they're going to continue to progress. I think Poland is going to can. Um, how do you say his fit? The, oh, Fifi? Yeah. Fijalek. And, uh, and his young guys. Brill. He, he, he's only 21, I think, too. Something so like that, yeah. He's a big, he's a big kid, I think. Yeah, he's got a really good touch. He's got a great... For the, I mean, all the Polish teams, I feel like they're... They do. They're pretty athletic and well-rounded. Yeah, Fifi. He moves into plays really well. I think that's where, that's where you really need to, like, you got to speed the game up as much as you possibly can because mm-hmm. guys are getting more athletic per se yeah you can't let like we were talking about with my chicago final you can't let these big athletic blocks uh take up a bunch of space you can't play to their strengths you have to move them around and make them uncomfortable make them uncomfortable yeah or else they can these guys are like mole is so big he's like getting up like phil but making moves like more like how i do you know i'm like pretty radical moves right but over like Phil, so it's like, and he's yeah, he's balanced. It's, it's ridiculous. That's it's a what's whole cr- new, different animal. It is. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting on the guys' side. Yeah, obviously Norway's phenomenal. On the girls' side, it'll be interesting to see Heather and Brandy. Like they had a great yeah, year, Heather but and Brandy, there's going to be some teams coming back now. So now that draw to get to a semis gets a little bit harder. What about the young Americans? Summer and uh, obviously I, Alex and April ended the year with like winning like. Five of their last six events, or something like that. Yeah, but Alex, Alex uh, sorry, um, Summer and Sarah. I don't think they've played their best ball. Not even close yet. Their work. Yeah, I got to work with Kelly and Emily mm-hmm. um, a right. little bit Them too. too. Yeah, yeah, They're definitely I, coming on. I feel like they they need to try to take it to the next level, and that might like we talk about mindset and such. I think they they're a team that's going to have to do something a little bit different kind of thing to get over that hump to mm-hmm. be like whoa you know Sarah obviously and Summer I think their ball control is phenomenal Sarah's all over the court yeah. um they're obviously not the most athletic team but you're right they're only going to probably get better if Alex can stay healthy April's obviously a beast She's, yeah April's unreal yeah so that's going to be that'll be interesting you know mm-hmm. we're in a weird weird spot i wish more girls handset i wish i i, I would have it's brandy happening, go home huh? well have you seen sponsor yeah, I was sponsor. Can, I think that she's, she's a new breed. I yeah, I think that she's really good. Yeah, she's still in college. She's still one more <laughs> year at UCLA. I, Summer Ross has I, great hands. I got a funny story. We're so we're warming up. I'm warming up Kelly and Emily in Vegas, and um, Ryan Mariotto's warming up uh, her and Kelly, and she gets upset, which I love the mindset there right. um, at Ryan serves. 
they're not tough enough. <laughs> you start serving tougher, she says. I'm like, I love it. Well, then you don't want Chris Crabb serving you for more months. Oh, no. And Trevor's dad will come out. <laughs> and I mean, he's like, what, 70? I don't, I don't want to say too bit old, but 75-ish maybe oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Now. That's hilarious. Anyway. Dude, from the time, it's so funny because I still tell the story when we were in Huntington, you're serving underhand. I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'll get so much inflammation if I try to serve overhand. You're help. You're coaching. Trevor. Oh, coaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. You jumped in. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, when dang. I when I was struggling with my, the, I know. Dang, I forgot about that. Yep. To see where you I was there. in a pretty gnarly place. You almost got point. a win over John in that one coaching. I know. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> that, Trevor. Do you remember that? Trevor that was a win. Rosie? It went. It went the distance. Yeah. That was. They, was, they should have had that. They should have won. They, they you know, they're up in the third, and they mm-hmm. should. They should have won it. They yeah. just. That's when he was playing with Ryan too, right? It was John and Ryan, yeah. and and John and Ryan ended up winning the event. They won the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was that hard was... for me to watch. Uh, I know for whatever uh, reason, like watching like Ryan get introduced in the finals with Hayden, I'm like, that's my spot. I like, know. Oh, that was a hard one to watch because that was the first event yeah. that I had to sit out of. That's I know. I remember. And then that. I had I to sit out of like what thirty more. <laughs> I got used to it. I remember that when we won the one that was awesome though with you and John there. Huntington. Yeah. Oh, that was epic. That was that, that was, was a good celebration too. Oh yeah, <laughs> you picked me up. <laughs> I know I picked you right up. That was awesome. Toronto was fun too, even though we didn't win, just to take a third, like just yeah. to be there. And we played so well. Almost we beat Evangel. We and, played the Canadians. <sighs> yep, Kamer and Ben. Yep, and that cut hit angle. I kept saying it all turn. I'm like God, Kame loves that cut hit angle. Mm-hmm. So Laura Ledwick was sitting with me and John. I'm like, he loves it. He loves it. And she goes. John, you make sure you take it then at the end of the game. And sure enough, yep. that was the one play. <laughs> well, yeah. I got him a block. Sorry, came. I'm giving away your secret. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Cut hit angle. <laughs> it's your one shot. That's all you got. That's all he's got. He doesn't, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't do anything else. Unless he's on the reservation, maybe he'll do something else. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we could go all day here, Evie. I, I know you and I have plenty of stories. Yeah. But uh, the way that we end it over here on the Sandcast is... Um, if you had one piece of advice, if you could give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming player or a fan of the sport or someone someone who wants to play or get into volleyball, what would be your, that piece of advice? Vision slows the game down. Vision. So obviously, ball control, like you got to learn that kind mm-hmm. of part of it. But um, I feel like the best players in the world are the ones that have that vision. Mm-hmm. So then at the end of games, they're not freaking out and they're trusting it. You I know, like and it's that. hard to get. Like it's it's not one of, especially on the girls' side. As much as I, even with Heather, I've tried to work on different sets to change, move her around, kind of thing to put her in a more comfortable situation. Right. And we tried working on that. And the, Emily Kelly, I talked to them both that this morning. I didn't have Emily. I just had Kelly with Billy They're playing mm-hmm. a co-ed tournament. That's so serious. Billy's like John. It's literally like okay, <laughs> blue, we got a co-ed tournament. Blue yeah. collar Bill. I'm like yeah. I'm like Bill. It, it's it is a fun tournament, right? Kind of yeah yeah. We're, There's I, no payout. Can we go three or four days this week, me and I'm like, it's hilarious. He actually wanted to train for Oh, we are. Awesome. No, we already went, and we're going Wednesday, and then he wants me <laughs> to set up lines on the 10-foot line, and then he wants um, to do a little, on Friday, can we get a team so we can do like, a, just do a little mock test? I wow. Wanna, I want to make sure we're ready to go. I love but it. But that may, you know, he wants, he's yeah. getting the best, he's getting that shows everything why he can. He's, he's successful right now, he's climbed the ranks. Yep. And he's but, only been on the World Tour for a short period of time now. Yeah. And if Miles keeps getting better, like, yeah, it's tough because he makes good solid moves. He's, yeah. But uh, I vision. I like that. Vision. I'm, I'm going to take that, too, because I totally agree with it now that you say it. I mean, shoot, you believe what you see. And if you don't have that vision, like literally, 
if you're you know get under the ball, which most players do. Yep. That's the way I'm interpreting what you're saying. You lose vision, so you have to guess, and you do. guessing makes you anxious. You know, it tightens you up. It tightens you up because you don't you don't know you what you're doing. Then you lock into doing something one right. hit that you do. Whereas if it, you see it, you can trust what you see and make a move and be okay with whatever result. And there's two different ways. Like obviously, there's the super high set, which I think. That's hard. Mm-hmm. To, it's when you get that, you know, like Todd Rogers went with it. He had Nick. super good ball control. Nick, like pretty much I, anyone Phil plays with, he, Phil's only set one set he for just the last wants to, yeah fifteen years. Yeah, so keep yeah keep going with the high set. Don't move it around, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, and that's where I think the international team you're starting to see them kind of move it around. Brazil still sets super. But you think high. it's hard? I mean, these players with that high set have have been some of the best vision players. You think it's because. They have more time to to see the court and take a look, which not all players can do. If like I don't take a look. Really. Yeah, but if you're if you're getting great, like Phil obviously sets really well, right? You know what I mean. So if you're keeping the ball in front and you take the higher set, yeah, it'll it'll work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? John will always he wants to take a little bit uh, right. medium kind of Tempo, set. Yeah. We play with Tim and Kane. They beat us in game one in Hermosa, and he was going with a low set, and I said, hey. Tim's all over you right now. Like he was blocking John, and a lot of guys usually don't go in that much. But I'm like, we got to change the tempo. So now we, let's go with the little higher one. So now you can go underneath them, and then maybe you can start to go over top right. of them again. But right now you're just doing it's like because uh, if you're getting under it, so you're saying bring the set down a little because you might be getting under. If you bring the set down, then it's going to be out in front of you more. Well, so then your vision opens up. It well against Tim. The problem was is John was going with a low set. And he kept trying to squeeze squeeze it by him. I'm like, you can't see Tim. He's kind of like you. Right, right. You, you got to be early hiding. to the par- He hides, and then he, he kept diving left, diving right, right, diving left. And I'm like, let's go with a little bit higher set so you can speed it up, and let's force him to get up in the air maybe a little earlier. Right. And now you can start going high and low. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Yeah. But sometimes the, the faster one, like against a big block like Ryan, sometimes going fast is good because you might be a little late to right. the party. Uh, or even Theo, if he's not on, you can kind of squeeze it around him a little bit. So you just got to find ways to have that vision. Yeah, find ways to have the vision and find out who you need to play against. So you play in the blocker, you play in the defender, and if you're playing a defender, you certainly don't want to be guessing when you're doing shots. That's the worst way to end a game is to shoot a line and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. The guy's standing right there. What if I had vision? I would have just oh, hit a jumbo you, or angle. I and- think you already know what high lines are popped into my head when, I, when you said that. Uh, losing game on oh my god yeah. <laughs> Manhattan Beach Open <laughs> Manhattan Beach <laughs> but uh, live and learn right you gotta live and learn Evie Matthews Big E thanks yes. for coming on brother it's uh, I'm, I've been excited to have this one for a while it's been legit dude thanks cowboy I'm happy to be a part of it man gotta get you back on the road up to the valley absolutely go, alright go take care of the kids that's the Sandcast with Evie Matthews shoot